Welcome to my podcast, Like It Is with Melissa. It's your girl, Melissa Freeman. And today we are going to talk about how as we grow up, we watch how things are done. And we believe that we should carry that on. So let's get into it. I remember growing up and truly believing that what I seen my mom and my dad do was absolutely what I should be doing when I get older. And it took me a while to recognize that just because my mom was doing certain things didn't mean I had to do those things. And just because their marriage looked a certain way did not mean my marriage needed to look that way. And just because they were okay with some things did not mean that I had to be okay with some things. So what am I saying? I am simply saying that when we are young, as we are growing up, we take in everything. We're like sponges. We take in everything. We digest everything. We process everything, even unconsciously sometimes. And in those times, we take it in so much that when it's time for us to be adults in adulthood, which means that now you're making your own choices and decisions, you still kind of make the same decisions your parents made because that's what you saw. I remember as a little girl just watching my mom in marriage and believing that's exactly what it was supposed to look like and be like. She was a stay-at-home mom, which, if those who don't know, there is so much work that goes into that. So shout out to my stay-at-home mothers who enjoy it and who are like committed to that lifestyle. Listen, much props to you. But I watched my mom cook, clean, take care of the kids. Um, she was also a first lady, so she was in ministry, taking care of the church and other things behind the scene that most people did not know about because she just made it look easy. And watching her and believing like, oh yeah, this is what life should look like. This is what it is. Yeah, like that's great. I could do it. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and then I finally recognized that over time, as I tried to do what she did, that I could not do it. So for one, I want to point out that she was a stay-at-home mom. So cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, taking care of the kids, it was easier to do it because that was her job. Um, stay-at-home moms do work. Yes, they do not get paid, but it is a job. They are laboring. And so watching my mom do that, I just believe like that's what a wife should look like. That's what a wife should do. And so when I got married, now we're now in what, 2022, y'all. Um, when I got married, I said to myself like, okay, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm supposed to do. So I found myself trying to mimic everything I see my mother doing cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, taking care of the kids, but I missed one big component that my mom did not have, which was she did not have a nine to five. She did not have a nine to five. I'll say that again for maybe even the men or husbands who are listening. She did not have a nine to five. So I'm working full time. Coming home, trying to cook, clean, do laundry, take care 
of the kids. Actually, I did do it. I shouldn't say I was trying. I did it. And then I quickly recognized that this is not feasible. This is not something that I can manage forever. This is not something that will be good for me. There was no way to carry and take on all of this. And then on top of that, because you're working, of course, you are helping pay the bills. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we in 2022 now. This is a new life. This is different. And different also means that I need to do something different. I seriously went into shock. I mean, like it dawned on me that there was no way for me to manage this. But the reason why I thought that's what it should look like is because, again, my childhood, I'm watching my mom and I'm thinking this is what it is. And today I come to tell you like it is with Melissa. So if you are listening and you disagree, that is okay. Like I am cool with agreeing to disagree. But this is my podcast where I'm going to talk about like it is with Melissa. And so my like it is, is this. Marriage is a partnership. It takes two to manage the home, especially if your wife is going to work. And now we live in a time where some men are stay at home fathers. And so the same thing would go for our fathers if they're staying at home like, yeah, like understand like they're working, respect them, give them some time, give them self-care. It's just the same. So this is not about just the women. This is about men and women, husbands and wives. But it's a partnership. It's not you do this because this is your gender. I do that because this is my gender. So if you're a woman... That means you're supposed to cook, you're supposed to clean, you're supposed to do all these things because you are a woman. Mm, I think that we kind of need to shift that thinking because if she's working just as hard as you when she comes home and you're still expecting her to manage all these things, something's wrong. It is a partnership. I help you, you help me. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Where you lack, I pick up. Where I lack, you pick up. It is a partnership. Um, And this word marriage, for some reason, for many people, has just been or has become negative because people aren't looking at that word marriage as a partnership. So you'll hear people say, my partner. And they're really saying that because they're trying to identify the fact that you, you work together. And so people are trying to lean away from the word marriage, which I don't fully agree with. I think there's nothing wrong with using the word marriage. But I do think that we need to identify what a marriage should look like according to what our lifestyles look like and not just what someone has told us we should do or how we should live. And definitely not according to what we saw growing up. So I'll say this. If you were growing up and you seen your mother or your father being abused, whether it was mentally, physically, or emotionally, that doesn't mean that it's okay for it to happen to you or you to treat someone that way when you get married, just because that's what you saw as you were growing up. That also 
goes for anything else you've seen as you were growing up, not just abuse, but anything else. So you can sit back and really take a moment and answer these questions for yourself so you can make sure that you are being the best you. You are making sure that you are walking into your own destiny, that you can make sure that you are building a stronger relationship with your childhood. Are you finding it to be hard to keep up what you've seen your parents doing? Are you trying to do what your parents did? Do you see your parents in you? And what parts do you want to keep and what parts do you want to let go of? I'm asking these questions to you because I want you to be on this journey with me because as I'm on this journey, because it's a continual journey, life is a journey, I am finding that I am questioning myself more now than ever about what I want or what I need. There were many things that I seen my mom and dad do that I definitely am try. I am trying, trying to maintain because I realized it had a great impact on me and I also realized that it was good for me and sometimes we don't recognize the things that are good for us or that is helping us now until we get older so for one I will give you an example my mom made sure she spent time with her kids my mom was sacrificed so much to have quality time with us I mean she would make it work there were times when we would just my mom would pack a whole cool of sandwiches juices snacks and she'd say we're not staying in the house today no we're not and she would bring us to the park which was maybe about a 10 minute walk and we walked to that park all together and we get there and we would play the whole time we sit eat lunch and play again and she just let us be free But in that freedom, like she was connecting with us, like having conversations, laughing when things were funny. There were moments where if we didn't know how to do something, she would say, let me teach you and be like, mom, you know how to do that. What? (laughs) I remember my mom teaching me how to get on the swing and push myself. I got on the swing and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mom, just push me. And she was like, you can do this. You can do this. Let me show you. She got on. Yes, my mom got on. And she got on that swing and she showed me how to do it. And I was like, that is crazy. My mom knows how to use a swing. And when you're young, of course, you know, when you look at your parents, you look at them as being old. And so, yes, it was a shocker for me to see her get on a swing and and know how to use it. But it also was like some joy there because she was enjoying herself teaching us these things. There was another time where um, she was teaching me and some of the girls how to double dutch. And we were in shock when she was like, this is how you do it. And this is when you jump in. And she did. And I was like, my mom is really, she's really double dutching. What is going on here? (laughs) But it was hilarious because, again, you look at your parents as being old or, you know, out the loop, don't know how to do things. But she was showing us over and over again that I was once your age. I know how to have fun. 
I'm going to let y'all have fun. And during this time, I'm going to connect with you and build a strong relationship with you. And she did that. And she did it so well. My mom did it so well. It came so natural to her. And so when I look at some examples that I have of how to build a strong relationship with your children, I definitely am keeping that. I'm keeping that, y'all. I have to keep that. Um, and with my son, I find time to just spend quality time with him because that's something I want to keep. I want to keep our relationship strong so that when he gets older, he knows he can come to me and talk about anything. He knows he can tell me anything that even if he thinks he's going to get in trouble, he'll open his mouth and he'll say it so I can help him and comfort him and be there for him. Just like my mom was there for us. So that's something I want to keep. But there's also other things that I'm like, I, I, not so much I don't want to keep. I, I just can't do it. I mean, three meals a day, cooking, cleaning, laundry, taking care of the kids, managing ministry, working behind the scenes. My mom did not get a break. I don't remember her getting a break. I just remember her always being very responsible and getting things done, even though it looked easy. And in those times, I just recall not thinking it was a big deal because I was so young. But now that I'm old, or I should say older, y'all, I'm older, I'm not old. Now that I'm older, I'm looking at all of that. And I literally say to myself, like, well, she was a stay at home mom. And she shouldn't have been doing all of that the way she was doing it. Now, many people may not like to hear that. Um, but I do believe there are some things that you can just say, I'm not doing that today. Like, I'm just not going to do it. So there are times um, for myself, I will literally say to myself, like, mm, I'm just, I'm not doing that today. It's just, mm-mm. Today was a long day at work. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to do it. So if I don't feel like cooking, I'm just not going to cook. I'll order something or we'll figure it out. But I don't need to be in the kitchen for an hour or two hours cooking. Like I, my, it was a hard day. I'm just not. I'm just not. And sometimes you got to do that and just say, I'm just not. I'm just not going to do that. Not right now. It doesn't mean you never do it, but you're just not. I'm using cooking, but it could be anything for you. What is your I'm just not moment? You have to have some I'm just not moments. And what is it for you? Figure that piece out so that you're not running around like a crazy person trying to do everything and manage this crazy life that just keeps going that does not want you to stop. What is yours? Now, one thing I know I cannot let go of is making sure that there is a clean house. I cannot do it. My house has to be clean every day. I pick up every day. I clean once a week. Uh, now I've broken it up because I used to literally, let me tell y'all something. I used to literally every Thursday clean my whole house top to bottom. I'm talking about mopping, sweeping. I'm talking about everything, okay? I'm talking about moving furniture, trying to get under furniture with the vacuum. I'm talking about everything. And I recognized, going back to some things that my mom taught me, she said, I was doing that for years now. And my mom said, you're not going to be able to keep that up. You're not going to manage that. And I said, yeah, I will, mom. I'll be good. And 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I cannot manage that. So when I start doing this, breaking it up. So I'm just telling you all this because these are some strategies you can use for yourself. Like nobody's saying live in a dirty house. Nobody's saying never cook. Nobody's saying never um, do your what you want to call like responsibilities of how you all share what you do. But I am saying like there is a way to do it where you're not stressed out and running around and going crazy. So on Monday, I'll probably mop or sweep the floors. Then on Tuesday, I will do the bathrooms. Then on Wednesday, that's a day where I'm like, what are the, what are the things that need to be done right now? Sometimes it's laundry. Sometimes it is simply just like straightening up some things in the bathroom. Either way, I figure out what to do. I do one thing every day. So that when Saturday comes, I'm really just waking up. Um, to almost a clean house and I'm picking up behind myself. You got to come up with some strategies, ladies and gentlemen, because when I speak about cleaning, it is not just for the women to clean. The men should be cleaning too. It is a partnership. So figure out a strategy that works for you so that you're not living in a dirty house, so that laundry is done, so that kids are taken care of, so that kids are getting quality time. Find out a way to work together to get those things done. See, you can keep a cycle going and you can keep this idea of what marriage looks like going, but if it doesn't match what your partner believes or thinks, you're going to have some major conflict. So if you are not married yet, I would definitely encourage you to have a conversation about what beliefs they have as far as quote unquote duties or responsibilities or thoughts about cleaning and cooking and doing laundry and taking care of the kids. And what are their thoughts? Have those deep conversations because once you get into it, there's expectations that don't come with dating and people don't say this but on this podcast I'm gonna keep it real when you're dating people are just so in love oh I'm so in love I'm happy everything's great but you didn't say I do yet and so there's a lot that you don't see or know about that person until you say I do and then once you say I do you're like oh I didn't know this I didn't know that I didn't know this these are some crazy things I did not know but you don't know that until after you say I do. Even if you ask a million questions while you're dating, you will still not have all the information that you think you have. I said think because many times we really believe I know this person. But there are some things that you learn over time and people continue to grow and change in evolve. So I know even for myself, I am not the same person I was when I got married, nor should I be. Let's think about that. If you marry me when I'm 30, should I be the same in my 40s? Or should I have evolved or grown or matured in many areas? Yeah, I want y'all to think about that. Because when people get married, they truly believe like, this is what it is. This is who I marry. Why are you changing? Why are you growing? Why are you developing? Why are you maturing? You should be this person that I said I do to. That's not realistic. People grow, people change, life changes, people pass away. There's trauma that comes with daily living. Your career may change. You may decide to go back to school. You may be someone who just said you wanted to have one kid, but now you have five. Life 
changes in experiences change everything. And not just how you function, but even mentally how you think and the perspectives that you have changes. I'm going to tell this quick story about when I first had Noah. And it's it's funny to me because it was the first day that I had an eye opener that as you get older and as you experience certain things, your perspective changes, everything changes. So after I had Noah, I was going for a walk and he was about one years old, maybe not even one yet. And I was going to cross the street to go to um, the track where I could walk. And I got to the crosswalk. And as always, I looked both ways. And there was a couple of cars coming. I instantly became a little fearful and I was like, why am I being fearful right now? I always cross the street. There's never an issue crossing the street. I don't ever have this feeling. And it was like deep, deep down in my stomach. And it was because I had Noah. I knew now I had someone I had to take care of. Now I had someone I had to protect. Now I had someone that I had to think about even before thinking about myself. So the stroller was in front of me and I literally stood in front of the stroller and then pulled it across the street as I crossed the street because in my mind, God forbid, he got hit. Even though the cars stopped, they stopped. But my perspective changed. The feelings I had about being a mother changed. How I looked at how I was going to protect him, it all changed. Everything changed instantly. And that was the moment when I recognized, wow, it's different now. It's not about you, Melissa. It's not about taking care of you only. You now need to take care of this little person who is depending on you. And any little thing you do or any mistake you make will affect him. And that was crazy. And I remember getting on the phone with my mom and literally telling her that. And she was like, yep, that's how it is, Missy. And even as your kids get older, she said, because now y'all older, grown, y'all out the house. She said, I still worry about y'all. I still think about y'all and hope that things are going well. And, you know, and I just said, this is some mess here because I never thought this is what it would be like. I'm telling this story because just like when you're you're dating and I really don't like to use the word dating, because if you get my book, you see the language that I use is interviewing because it is interviewing. Um, and so when you're interviewing and then you go into marriage and you say, I do, everything does change because of how people look at marriage or what they believe marriage is. And that's when you get to the place where your perspective and you have that aha moment like I did with Noah crossing the street. You recognize that things are different and they're not the same, nor should they be the same. So whatever you saw growing up, I'm not saying it's all bad. What I am saying is look at what you saw growing up and think about the parts you want to keep in the parts that you don't. And think about the parts that would work for you and your wife or your husband and the parts that would not work and make some changes. Change is good. There's nothing wrong with change. Don't we change every day? I mean, there's a lot of things we change every day because 
change is good it's not a bad thing to change and even if you're right in the middle of your marriage or you've been married for two or three years or your past five years now you can still change and decide this is what works for us this is how we are going to be able to exist coexist together if we make these little tweaks again don't keep a cycle going just because you've seen that's how it was you can still change thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today i enjoyed you all listen i hope you enjoy what you heard and i hope that you take it in and look at your childhood and ask yourself many questions that will help you get to a place where not just marriage and relationships and how you raise children but every aspect of your life what have you took on as an adult that came from your childhood and be okay with changing it All right, until next time, you all, peace.